You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We are live on Twitter. We're going to do one segment today and then, uh, you know, give, give a little tease and we'll do the rest off off Facebook or off Twitter live and then um, post it in about an hour. Uh, Bo, let's just jump into this right now. So Carson Wentz traded to Indianapolis for a third round pick and a second round pick that could turn into a first round pick with conditions. We'll get in that. We'll get into that in a little bit. First thoughts, Philly to Indy who wins. Yeah. I think that the Indianapolis Colts, just the situation that they're in, it's a big win for them. I know that there's a lot of question marks. It's a guy who led the league in interceptions. It was a guy that led the league in sacks. And I think it was the first time that somebody had done that in a long time, but I still believe that if you, in the ideal situation and reined in and the guy that he had so much success with in his sophomore campaign and Frank Reich as his head coach, that Carson Wentz can get back to form, maybe not 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions, but he can be that guy that can uh, be the quarterback to help them, you know, get where they want to go. And that's, you know, contending for a Super Bowl. I, I, I'm a, you know, I, it, it might be ignorant for me, but I, I believe that Carson Wentz can turn it around and it's going to come down to Frank Reich reining him in. Like anytime you're just like, okay, Carson Wentz, go out there and win us a game on your own. He doesn't, he can't do that. But when you put him in a situation where he's, you know, playing within a playbook, he's very good. He's, I think he's, he's lethal. And uh, it'll be interesting to just kind of see how he gets back to where he was a couple seasons ago and if he can just kind of shake off some of the bad habits uh, that he developed, especially last season in Philly. I like the move for the Colts. Yeah. And, you know, I like it for Philly. I, I still don't understand, and it's probably going to make more sense as the dust settles, why these organizations, when you would think, you know, cap space is such a premium, and, and especially in this offseason, why teams are just, like, willing to just cut bait and absorb an enormous one of cap space like Philly is doing here, like upwards of $60 million and just dead money. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of parallels to what the future could be like for the Arizona Cardinals, not all negative, but planning wise. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I mean, I agree. Like look at what Jim Harbaugh did with Alex Smith. That's the guy I always think of when quarterbacks completely turn things around. Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of an anomaly. You know, he had a couple great years in Buffalo, and then he's kind of been a journeyman. He's had peaks. He's definitely had valleys. But with Alex Smith, Alex Smith was the third-string quarterback at one time. I mean, they had a couple no-name guys starting in front of him. Jim Harbaugh comes in and says, you know what, Alex? These are the 12 plays we're going to run, and you're going to run them. These are the best ones you can run. And look at what look at what's happened to Alex Smith since. Now, with Carson Wentz, there's obviously the injury concerns, the injury history. But when teams have bad years, there's reasons and there are excuses. The reasoning why Philly had such a bad year last year, a main reason why, was their whole team was decimated with injury. All of them. Miles Sanders, wide receivers, and the offensive line was terrible. And the tight was, end, too. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Goddard and Ertz missed a lot of time. 
Yeah. When you have Greg Ward Jr. and Travis Fulgham as your two top wide receivers, you have Boston Scott out of the backfield. And again, no offensive line, no quarterback's going to look good. Not even Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's going to take a dip. So when you when you go to a team like Indy, who has a top five defense, who has one of the best offensive lines in the game, they're ready made to take the next step. They did it with 36-year-old Phillip Rivers last year without breaking a sweat. Yeah, he came off a horrible season too the previous year. And it's like you can't t- teach an old dog new tricks. It's like Carson Wentz is still young, and they can put him in a position to succeed. You know, when you to kind of get it back to the Cardinals uh, conversation, it's like when you're staring down paying Kyler Murray in an absurd amount of guaranteed dollars, and you're seeing these guys that you would have thought two seasons ago were they they weren't they were untouchables, and Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, and now those guys. I mean, could potentially all be on the move. It's it's like, like, do you have to kind of reshape the market yourselves and say, hey, we're not going to do that. We're not going to put ourselves in a position to where if we even if if we hitch our wagon to Kyler Murray, that a year later we're going to have to absorb forty million, fifty million, sixty million dollars in dead money. Like, you, I mean, I know that it's going that way. I mean, we saw. What's his name? Kirk Cousins get eighty-seven million dollars and just all guaranteed money. Yeah, year, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So what do the Cardinals do? You know, because what's true today isn't going to be true tomorrow with Kyler Murray. The peak of Carson Wentz was really good. Yeah. And a lot of it was in his rookie season. And then, you know, the first half before he before he popped his knee, he was an MVP. He was the MVP more than likely that year before he got hurt. And the the ridiculous anomaly of of what uh, Nick Foles did kind of muddies the waters a little bit here, but Philly traded up twice to get to the number two pick. They traded from 13 to eight, and then they traded from eight to two with Cleveland. They give a boatload of picks. The one thing the Cardinals can rest their laurels on is they drafted Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. So there's no inherent added stress like, Man, not only is this not working out, not only did we pay him all this money, but we also mortgaged two years worth of draft picks for this guy. So they didn't do that. And with Kyler Murray, and you're right, like we think that Kyler Murray is going to be the guy for the future. Like this isn't a negative take on Kyler Murray regarding the team. So what Carson Wentz got was a contract extension before his rookie deal was up. And what Philly did was genius through the first couple of years, seeing where he could be because it was going to save them money in the long run because inflation salary cap goes up every year. We're going to hedge our bet. We're going to give our guy the money now, and then it's going to work out. It didn't work out. So there's a couple different ways you can go with Kyler Murray. One, you follow the same blueprint. He has a good year this year. They make the playoffs. You give him an extension. Now you don't wait. You say, screw it. They're going to have a lot more salary cap money come 2022. You're going to expect it to go up from where it is. We're going to talk about the salary cap floor being set in the next segment. Or you go through four years, you check it out, you see where you're at, and then you make the decision. But the the thing that worries me is with all the quarterbacks being on the move, and if the Cardinals regress next year, say they go 6-10, and with the aloof, quiet nature of Kyler Murray, he may come out and say, I don't want to be here anymore. And now that's a real thing that you're going to have to deal with and bring into consideration when eight months ago, that wasn't a de- that wasn't a problem. Now it's looking more towards commonplace than what the hell are you talking about? There's no way a franchise quarterback's going to be traded, right? And and what we're start we're going to start to see here, especially in year three, is you know 
the honeymoon phase is going to end. You know, it, it that it, it's it's going for to it's, it's going to end for both sides. Absolutely, there's going to be there's expectations, and the cautionary tale here, especially when you look at Wentz and you look at Deshaun Watson, is when you do pay those quarterbacks. As far as building a team, it becomes that much harder. It does. I mean, even though when you look at Watson, when you look at Wentz, when you look at Goff and what their number was percentage wise on the cap, and they were all between, uh, you know, 13 and 14 percent of the cap, which is fine. And, and that's probably where the Arizona Cardinals will set, yep. so you know, kind of rest with, with Kyler Murray. Um, it, it's, it's so important for them to build around because Philly didn't. I mean, look at those wide receivers. Awful. Terrible. Well, like, Alshon Jeffrey was the big acquisition from, from Chicago, and it just didn't work. His body broke down. Yeah, it didn't work that. But still, it was like three seasons. It was like it, it was the it was the uh you know the definition of insanity, expecting different mm-hmm. results. Like Jeffrey was finally gonna this was gonna be the season he was gonna be healthy. Just never happened. You know, this it, it, there's no dude, well, number one, like don't trade DeAndre Hopkins. That's the p- big problem with Watson. That's pretty That's simple. Smart. That wasn't smart. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as the offensive line, you know, it, th- there there were these the Laramie Tunsil deal. You got an offensive lineman there, but then you just you know you bankrupted your draft capital, and uh, you know it's th- there's a cautionary tale here. Like if you are going to pay a guy, you still you have to invest and find ways to put talent around him. It, it's even Russell Wilson is. And this is my big problem with Russell Wilson is like, if you're going to take a $35 million contract a year and they're going to get you wide receivers, like you have to know that the organization is going to fall short in some departments. So like you, you might want to, you know, keep quiet sometimes when you're, when you're unhappy, when you haven't gotten to that, that Super Bowl status, but it, it could be worse. You could be Deshaun Watson. Like they, they have to avoid this situation becoming Wentz Watson. That's, that's pretty, it, it seems simple. But it, it's happened already twice. Well, and that's the spectrum. That's the spectrum. It's the team's unhappy and the player is unhappy. Carson Wentz was unhappy because he wasn't getting playing time and he was getting blamed for this team just being a crap show. Yeah. Like nobody's going to win. And Jalen Hurts went one and three, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, he didn't go four and oh. They didn't make a playoff run because of Jalen Hurts. This is him being pissed off at Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, them saying, you know what? You didn't show us enough. And they got the package they wanted. Be sure to check out Locked on Colts. Evan Sidery does a great job. Louis DiBiase from Locked on Eagles. He's going to be putting out something very quickly on at Locked on NFL Pods. There's a lot going on in the Locked on Podcast Network family, and we're just happy to be a part of it. So please check out, if you want the up-to-date news from any of the teams, when anything breaks, just Google Locked on whatever. You'll be able to find all the outlets necessary. You know, we're going to stick one more segment on live here because this is all centralized around Carson Wentz and what the Cardinals can do in an effort to keep Kyler Murray and the team happy and afloat through year three. So we don't have to have a conversation on February 18th. He's unhappy. What are they going to do? You do not want to be in the news for this. If you are the Arizona Cardinals, all that and more Alex Clancy, Bullbrock locked on Cardinals coming up next. But first I am embarrassed that I now have to do this on Twitter live with Bo. I don't know anything about cars, um, but I do know that rockauto.com has me covered. Like when I go to chain storefronts and I've done it a handful of times to buy taillights or, you know, different parts, carpet, paint, something like that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have to ask somebody. They look at me like I'm an idiot because I am and I'm lost 
and I, I can't find anything that I need. But rockauto.com, it's a family-owned business. They've been they've operated for 20 plus years. You go to rockauto.com, you search for the tool you want, the piece you want, the carpet you want, the tail light, and they've got it there for you. All I have to do is hit add to add to buy add to bin and pay. All the prices. They're the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers alike. So you don't have to pay double for prices like, like you would at chain storefronts. Reliably low prices. And the best part, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available. You write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car, Bo, will ever need. Rockauto.com. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for everybody who's watching on log on uh, Facebook or Twitter live via Periscope. We're going to start doing it on Facebook too. Um, Carson Wentz traded for a third and conditional conditional second round pick. The second round pick conditions are if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and Indy makes the playoffs that bumps up to a first round pick. So if I were to tell you Howie Roseman, um, you're going to get a third round pick and most likely barring injury, a first round pick in 2022. What are your initial thoughts about that? Like, are you saying this is the best I could get or wow, they, we just fleece them for getting more. And we'll, we'll tie this into the Cardinals in a second. How he's going to get fired soon. I just, I mean, those are, those are all, even if it becomes a first round pick, I mean, the Colts should be picking 20 and, and later. I think they're, they're going to be a playoff team. You know, I, I just don't, are they going to win the division? That's an interesting division, the AFC South. Uh, it, it's kind of wide open, but yeah, I, 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 he's just doing a terrible job. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you could have there. The leverage with, with, with Wentz wasn't that, that high. Yeah. Uh, he's just really dropped the ball the last couple off seasons, like since they won the Super Bowl, the Eagles just have been trending in the wrong direction. The fact that Doug Peterson isn't even a part of that organization any longer. I don't like any of their draft, but like, it's like the Steve Kime situation. It's like, you, you trust Howie Roseman to hit on, hit on, hit on these guys. Like what, who's been his, his best draft picks recently. Like he took Rigar last year at a TCU. Wasn't it? Wasn't that where he played Jalen Rigar? And then you had uh, he, he took the pass rusher who got the strip sack in the Super Bowl, but he hasn't been like consistent. It, I don't know. I just I, I see a lot of Steve Kime in, in Howie Rose. I just don't think he's like just flooding that roster with talent. I don't think armed with an extra late first round pick, he's going to do much with it because he hasn't done anything so far. It's so weird. So the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles is Nick Sirianni, who is the former offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. So it's just a weird little incestuous extra moment. Howie Roseman, you're probably right. I mean, but the question for that is, and another thing that we're going to tie right into the Cardinals, how are you going to keep Kyler Murray happy? What What is, and it's not just about Kyler. Obviously, it's about making the organization better, more credible, more relevant. Hopefully, uh, on a path to perennial relevancy, which is something the Cardinals haven't felt outside of the Bruce Arians years for a handful of years, less than half a decade. You have the sixth overall pick if you're Philly. Are you taking Trey Lance? Are you taking Justin Fields? Are you trading up, maybe giving that third-round pick or that second, maybe first-round pick next year to move up? Or are you saying, you know what, Jalen, what's up, dude? You going to be our guy? You went one and three. We're going to trust you. They need a wide receiver so bad. They need an offensive lineman so bad. So it's just interesting. Like, it's 
you can kind of look at it pivoting to the Cardinals. At least the Cardinals aren't that bad of a situation. Oh yeah. You, you can, <laughs> but no, no, but, but Bo in 2018, the Cardinals had the worst situation in NFL with no prospects an aging Larry Fitzgerald, a defense <laughs> that was, that was just, uh, you know, scorned by how bad the offense was for 16 games. And then now at least you can look down at some teams. And that's something that you have to it's little wins, Bo. Going into year three after starting five and two, finishing eight and eight, and not making the playoffs, there's got to be sugarcoating somewhere. And noticing right. what's going on in Philly has to make you feel a little bit better about your situation. And there's little moments you just have to realize how lucky you are, even though it's not at the top tier of the NFL. I think your voice cracked there. You're you're almost like uh, near tears realizing that. I haven't uh, smoked cigarettes in three years, but I still have the lung. Like I can't, I can't get all the words out that I want without taking a breath. You're clamped. You just get you're uh, emotional talking about how there's worse organization. No, and I, look, that's there's a little hyperbole there. I think that the organization's in in a decent spot. Like if things go south in Cliff Kingsbury's sent packing, this is going to be a very attractive team to a free agent head coach. I, I, I fully believe that. I You've got Kyler Murray. Um, you hope that Isaiah Sam, I mean, you've got Buda Baker emerged last year. So you've got a building block on each side of the, of the, of the ball. So that couldn't have been said in 2018, even with Buda Baker on the roster back then. But yeah, the organization is, is leaps and bounds ahead of where Philly is. Philly, you know, with that saddled with having to absorb that contract space, they've got, they are going to go with Jalen Hurts, who you said went one and three. Like Jalen Hurts, it's I don't know why people he had some good games. He was a fantasy football darling, and everybody was up in arms about that regular season finale where he was like seven for twenty one passing. And they're like, why did you pull Jalen Hurts? Maybe the, do the Eagles know? By the way, the, the fact that they played Nate Sudfeld is he their backup? Did they figure out that he's their backup now since he they, they pulled Hurts and they played Sudfeld in that finale against? Yeah, Washington? it's the, yes. The the Texans, the Eagles, the the Arizona Cardinals are far and away in a better spot as an organization than those two places. But as as you can see, you're you can be two seasons removed from going either way. So let's look at with the Arizona Cardinals as it currently sits. We'll talk last segment about how the salary cap floor has been set at 180 million and what that means for the salary cap and how the Cardinals can maneuver around Mike Gennetti. I was texting with him this morning, the, the uh, editor and co-founder of spot track. He said he's projecting 185 million to be the number. We don't know what the exact number is. Could be higher, could be a little bit lower, but Bo right now to keep Kyler Murray happy by way of winning games, you know, with the Arizona Cardinals, what is the one thing that needs to be focused on? I feel like I'm starting to talk myself into needing to be on the offensive side of the ball because good offenses, especially in this day and age, can overcome bad defensive play or you know average to below average defensive play, but it's not necessarily the other way around. So offensive line, wide receiver core, what would make Kyler Murray happiest with the offseason moves necessary? What did he retweet, right? Building building the line, building the offensive line. Who did he retweet? It was about uh, through the draft, right? Going out there and getting an offensive lineman. Um, it was about well, Tristan Wirth's uh, uh, pro football focus grade and everything. Yeah, I mean, th- there are the tea leaves out there that you can follow for Kyler Murray and what would make him happy. But at the same token, I said this last year, last offseason, when he was making his case for CeeDee Lamb, where – 
you know, he can say all he wants, but at the same time, he doesn't know at this point in his career what's really good for him. I mean, offensive line, that's that's going the right direction, but I'm going to go back to something that you've been pleading for all offseason long is finding a strength. It, 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 it can look different. It, I mean, I think they're closer on the offensive side of the football despite their kind of um, how they've, fell short at the end of the season, but you've got Kyler Murray, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Anytime you have those two guys, you put somebody else and, and enter them in the equation and opposing defensive coordinators are going to have nightmares. Like if you can find somebody um, that can kind of be, uh, I don't know, the, just the third, third wheel there, or is it fifth wheel? I don't know what it would be, but anyway, it's, it's, if you can add somebody in there to that offense, that's going to make people kind of have to game plan for your life becomes that much easier defensively. I think it's just a little bit more of a, it's just a, you're going to have to add a couple more pieces unless you just get a, if you, if you put somebody at defensive secondary, a lockdown corner, I don't know if there's anybody available, but I didn't know DeAndre Hopkins was available at this point last year. Um, If there's a, if there's a pass rusher that if they're, you know, JJ Watt playing with Chandler Jones, that immediately like, like, Oh crap. You know, like, J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and then, you know, Dennis Gardeck and Marcus Golden, who, you know, it just depending on what happens this offseason, that's that's a strength immediately. I think developing a strength, I think either way, uh, you know, if Kyler Murray can have the confidence that if the offense doesn't find the end zone on a drive, that that defense isn't just going to completely, you know, fall at the wayside. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the training wheels is needed more on the offensive side of the ball because of Cliff Kingsbury's inability to sustain drives as much as you'd like him to. I mean, it's, again, and we're going to talk about this next. We're going to take a break here in a second. The offseason is going to look very different this year. With the amount of teams that are in cap space held, there's about six, five or six. Um, with the uncertainty about the salary cap, with the salary cap potentially jumping up, you know, 10 or $12 million, depending on if they can move the TV, the new TV deal money into this year, how much of it, if it's going to move up, 20 mil next year. We have th- These are unprecedented times. So you're going to see a lot of guys sign one-year deals, prove-it deals, and get their money next year instead of you know signing lesser deals now just for the security, depending on where they are in their career and how much money they've made. It's going to be super interesting to see. We're going to talk about that next, what the Cardinals need to do to maximize their cap space, piggybacking on the conversation we just had. That's next. Alex Nancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors here, BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, might be over, but NBA running rampant. There's games all the time. College basketball, we're a month away from March Madness. A month. March Madness is going to be insane on BetOnline.ag and NHL as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So you got everything you need, even if you're not a sports fan. There's real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. It's got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Thank you to everybody who listens. Be happy that Kyler Murray's your quarterback with all of the stuff that's going on. Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, uh, Carson Wentz today. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. So just be excited. Be excited for the offseason. You have to, in Kime we trust, until you don't, this is where you just kind of reset and have to force yourself to trust Steve Kime that they're going to make the correct moves in the offseason and in the draft. Uh, it hasn't worked out so far. I think we're batting, you know, uh, 100 
You know, one out of every ten, one of every ten hits. Fifty, you know, one and a half out of every ten. Um, Cardinals made a signing, Brandon Bowen. Uh, he had a bad leg injury in college at Ohio State. It's a right tackle. Uh, he was undrafted. Was with Carolina for a bit, and then he was he was cut recently. Uh, he played the majority of the season in 2019. I was texting with Bill Rabinowitz, who is a writer, longtime writer for the Columbus Dispatch, covered Ohio State for a long time. He said he's a great kid. Um, he's he said the transition there could be could be good into the NFL when he gets um, when he gets some more run, and uh, you know he's a solid player for OSU, so we think he's got a shot to to make his ways. And listen, but when we're looking on the right side of the line, Kelvin Beecham's a free agent. Marcus Gilbert is still under contract, believe it or not, when he opted out for 2020 due to COVID uh, restrictions. Um, you have Justin Murray over there on the right side. You have Josh Jones. Uh, it's You got the power in numbers that Steve Kime likes. And you just have to hope that one hits. I don't know if Kelvin Beecham is now – like if Kelvin Beecham has proven – has he proven enough that you want to re-sign it? Like if he wants a two-year deal for – Nine mil with six mil guaranteed. Would you give him that money, or is it like you know what? Thank you for your service. We moved a step forward and go beyond your way. Go make your money elsewhere. Is that more what you're leaning towards? I mean, the Cardinals are in a situation to where if it makes sense cap wise for the team, do it. it but it, it, the market really ne- never it didn't develop for Kelvin Beecham after he started left tackle for the Jets for three straight seasons. Right. If he faces that again and the Cardinals can get him back on a, on a reasonable deal, absolutely do it. But at the same time, I don't think he's anybody you break the bank for. Uh, I, I believe that there's probably going to be a lot of teams out there willing to pay a little bit more than the Arizona Cardinals. But if that's not the case, yeah, absolutely bring him back. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought he absolutely played well. But it's not somebody that I'm going to say, oh, the, the Cardinals, it's make or break, bring him back. And in signings like this, I'm not saying that Bowen's even going to sniff the starting lineup. Right. But I love that way it goes because sometimes offensive lines, they'll have these guys that come out of nowhere and they become reliable players, it's at least for a season's worth of time. It's just like relievers in baseball. Like sometimes guys have career years and it clicks and, and they are able to protect the quarterback and just having depth, just having starting caliber depth is good. Not that it could be. I don't. You know, your guy from Ohio State probably knows way better than we do. Undrafted free agent, Carolina, had the bad leg, but he played played big boy football in college, and I'm all for that. I think that that's where you're going to find more success than these smaller school guys. That, uh, yeah, Bowen, I, I just keep add as many as you possibly can. Um, Beecham, I mean, the, the thing is when you look at it, it's like Beecham, Jones, Miller. Um, wait, did I say Miller? What's his name? Uh Who's the who's the guy Murray? Sorry, yeah, Justin Murray. Uh, all the all like you've got a couple of guys. Like you have a bunch of guys, but you don't have a starter. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like that to be figured out. Hopefully, Josh Jones is the one that emerges going into his second season. Yeah, and I mean what they what they're gonna do with the interior line with Justin Pugh? I mean he's got a seven million dollar gap between his cap hit and his dead cap hit. If you want to move on from him, like there's just a lot of moving parts, and we can speculate, we can prognosticate on what we think is gonna happen. But really. It's going to come down to if they want to make that big splash on the offensive line or if they want to build through the draft or if they want to, you know, try and find somebody else and and uh, and spend low and then go spend their money elsewhere. According to Track, as I mentioned earlier, the Cardinals have an estimated $19.5 million uh, under the cap space. That's that's uh, set on a $185 estimated million dollar uh, salary cap 
for the 2021 season. I mean, just wrapping up the Carson Wentz conversation, like this is, we're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations after next season if things don't go well. Because we're far beyond the, well, let's play it out, four years, franchise tag, you don't know, franchise tag again. Carson, I mean, Kirk Cousins was the, the dead breed. He was the last one. Doesn't happen anymore. And then especially now, things are moving so precipitously where it's like even young quarterbacks on their rookie deal are starting to make noise. I, uh, Deshaun Watson was one year past his rookie deal, and now it's like, I'm out, or I want to be out. So, I mean, player empowerment's never been greater, and the the most important player in professional sports is quarterback when it comes to power. You would think, I mean, people say goalie, you know, whatever. But, I mean, in, in real-world talk, it's quarterback. And if they're going to start barking, making making noise early, we might have to have some uncomfortable conversations with Kyler Murray because he's – we have no nobody knows what he's thinking ever. Nobody. So we'll talk yeah. about – and listen, it's not doomsday. We're not saying that. Kyler Murray's the quarterback and hopefully will be for the entirety of his career. But just put things into perspective, you know. Look at this contract that Fernando Tatis just signed, too, yeah. in baseball. <laughs> All guaranteed. So dollars. if he doesn't play one more game, he will have made $2.3 million per game that he's played so far. 143 100. games, $134 million. 300, wait, what is it? $330 million. Unbelievable. Yeah, unreal. 340, and whatever the- it is. Yeah, well, I mean, at least this isn't baseball, so you won't be dumping all that money into a salary cap, and if he's – you know, isn't the same again in three years. You won't have to worry. I don't know. Alex Lancey, Bullbrug, Locked on Cardinals. Again, thank you to everybody who listens. We'll talk to you tomorrow.